This week on the Off the Crossbar podcast, Summer Sessions. A two-sport athlete with silky mitts and blazing speed, he's conquered Canada, North America, and the world. A second-round draft pick by the Buffalo Bandits, an eighth-round draft pick by the Buffalo Sabres. He's probably the most famous Peterborough Pete ever, and he's next on OTCB. What's going on lacrosse fans and welcome to another edition of the show. My name is Teddy Jenner. Find me on Twitter at off the crossbar or email me teddy.jenner at gmail.com. Hope your summer is going well. This is what 40 sounds like. Doesn't feel any different. Appreciate all the well wishes. It was a crazy week. Junior Tier 1's loss in a heartbreaker in Game 3. Shamrocks advance in Game 7 and earn a berth in the Minto Cup for the first time since 2008. Congrats to the Junior Adnex and Junior Shamrocks in making it. Still trying to figure out who's going to represent Alberta and represent Ontario. Minto Cup starts, uh, what, late August? Yeah. Just before start of September. Uh, all the games will be at the LEC. Uh, World Indoor Championships announced their schedule for the WILCs in, surprise, surprise, the Langley Event Center. That is going to be a very busy building over the next month or so. It might even host a Man Cup because we don't know what P- uh, Maple Ridge is going to do if they happen to win the West. They've been told they can't use Cam Neely Arena. I don't know if that issue's been resolved or not. Um, But Maple Ridge not off to a good start in the playoffs, getting absolutely pumped by New Westminster in Game 1. Victoria knocks off Nanaimo in Game 1 of their series. Game 2 just happens to be tonight. Uh, But let's talk some National Lacrosse League. This week's guest on the show has just stepped away from the game of lacrosse on the floor and immediately wasted no time to getting to work behind the scenes as he was named assistant general manager to Pat Coyle. Of course, speaking none other than Brad Self, the Peterborough native, one of many fine young men to come out of the Kawarthas. And if you don't know the story of Brad Self, it's an interesting one. Second round pick in 2001. Just a few spots behind me. I shouldn't have gone as high as I did. But Selfer was used sparingly in his early days. Uh, He played 10 games in Ottawa in 2003, then got flipped to Colorado where he played, uh, what's that, 17 games over two seasons. Goes to Philadelphia in 2006, plays eight games there, five games in Chicago. And then decides that, you know what, I'm going to try out this Euro hockey thing. Because as we get into our conversation, Brad Self was a talented, talented hockey player in junior. And he got the opportunity to go overseas and play in Germany 
and played the better parts of four years over there. I think he made him five years over there and got to experience the life. And it was a life, he says. But then he decides to come back to the National Lacrosse League. And in 2012, just so happens to get back on to uh, the dynasty was that was the Rochester Nighthawks. And during our conversation, I mentioned that all three of those championship teams were under 500. It was actually two of the three teams finished the regular season 500 or less. But that just goes to show in the National Lacrosse, you have to hit your stride at the right time. And that was what made those Rochester teams so dangerous is they just were winning at the end of the season. They were healthiest at the end of the season and it got them to a unprecedented three straight. But now Sofer becomes a general manager, sorry, an assistant general manager. Parts of me wonder if down the road he will eventually become a full-time GM. I think that is in the cards. Now this is just me speaking out loud. But with Pat Coyle being having his life in BC. Yes, he is doing both jobs as it sits right now. Having Brad Self in Denver is a huge weight off his shoulders. He can allow Brad to do a lot of the stuff within the city of Denver that is closely tied to a lot of the guys that are in the Denver market. He can do a lot of stuff from there, take some weight off Pat's shoulders. I think one day Brad Self will be a general manager in this league. I think he is cut from that Dan Carey cloth. He is very methodical. He is very intelligent. He has an incredible passion for this game. And it wouldn't surprise me that down the road, somebody gives him a chance. And when he gets thrown to the fire in his first week, He's assigned to help Pat re-sign some of that Colorado core that has given them a very bright future because they got a lot of young talent in the 303 and they really need to lock a lot of that down. But then they made a bit of a splash by chucking the franchise tag on Zach Greer. Now, it'll be very interesting to see how that plays out. Is it a tactic by Colorado to just make sure nobody else can sign him and put the franchise tag on him and possibly lose him to unrestricted free agency? It's possible. Or maybe they have plans to bring him into the fold. That's yet to be seen. But if they can get him to play and they can get another year out of Eli McLaughlin like they just got, have another grinder year from Chris Wardle, who they've extended uh, a contract to. Plus you have rising stars in Wittig and Lee and Kyle Killen. We all hope that Jeremy Noble can find his game again. And if that offense can come together and complement what has generally been a very stout 
and tough defense with one of the best in the game, Dylan Ward, between the pipes. Add in some pieces, this is a Colorado team that could really push in the West this year. But again, I'm not putting carts in front of horses, but just the news of the day, Zachary got franchise tag. So that's got a lot of people thinking. But Brad Self is going to be at this for a while. He's been in this game and this industry for a while, and it's been a great pleasure watching him play this game. I played many man cup against him played against him in the national lacrosse league he is a fierce competitor and it was a treat to take some time sit back and have a chat with one of the gentlemen of the game all but it's center Dolph's gonna run onto this one so he's having an angle he's got to step around and finish things oh my goodness Brad Are you more of a Dwight K. Schrute assistant to the regional manager, or are you a uh, George Costanza assistant to the traveling secretary? Wow, what was the first option? Dwight Schrute from the office. Wow, well, you know what, Teddy? I wish I could. You know what? I, I, I'm familiar with Dwight, what he looks like, but. I'm not familiar with the show The Office because of having a one and three year old. Those are currently shows I'm not watching, but I'm a huge George Cassandra fan. But I'm I I, I can't can't comment because I'm not familiar with Dwight. Uh, I actually wouldn't be able to ask that question up until three weeks ago when I actually started watching The Office. So uh, I would have been right in the same boat. But uh, congratulations on being named assistant Jim of the Mammoth. How does it feel? Great. Uh, you know, I'm excited, uh, humbled, you know, honored to, 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 you know, obviously go from one dream job to the next. So, you know, getting near the end of my career, this was something that, uh, had in the back of my mind and wanted to do and to be able to do it, uh, right out of retirement is, is, uh, you know, an amazing opportunity. So I can't wait. And, and we're already in the thick of it and we've already started. <laughs> yeah. Obviously with the free agency. Uh, the window opening up on August 1st, uh, teams diving into the free agency pool. Uh, you and GM Pat Cole, we're busy. Got some uh, young guys signed, got some pieces put back in place. Uh, but the big news was Zach Greer coming out of retirement. Um, we're going to talk about that a little bit. But what do you think um, about being a general manager? What can you bring to this organization with all your experience in the league and being a part of so many organizations in this league? Yeah, I mean, I haven't, I'm a, you know, I don't have any experience as a GM, but uh, what I do have is, is the, you know, my, my experience in the league and interactions with, with all of the great people that, that have been a part of the NLL for so long and, and being able to learn and, learn from them and, and, uh, you know, mostly good. Uh, but certainly, you know, some things that have happened along the way that, uh, you know, maybe aren't so good, but, uh, you know, that, that are things that, you know, hopefully that I don't, uh, carry over into, into me moving into this role. But, uh, like I said, most of the things that have occurred and the people that I've interacted with and, and have had an opportunity to work with in my career as a player are, are people that have, you know, rubbed off on me and, and I, I look forward to kind of uh, bringing 
some of those characteristics uh, in, in the, and obviously some of my own in, into this position. So again, I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, you were, learning. yeah, you were around sort of when Dan Carey made the switch from player to working behind the scenes. Uh, what have you learned from a guy like him who's made that transition? And do you find, do you think it's going to be difficult to, or how do you, how do you think the transition will be from being uh, a teammate of these guys now to kind of being, uh, you know, the guy in the suit as it may be? Yeah, I, I obviously know it changes things, but, um, you know, Dan was, you know, did an unbelievable job at it. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, a friend of mine grew up with him. Uh, then obviously played for him, so he was my boss, and 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 I have a ton of respect for him, and I think he did a tremendous job here in Colorado, and and that's certainly why he's you know I had an opportunity to uh, to move on there to, to Rochester, and and it appears like he's already doing great things there. So, um, but yeah, I, like I said, yeah, it changes things, but uh, you know I I I just want to you know biggest thing for me is just being you know honest uh, and upfront and, and communicate. Um, you know, as best I can with, with, you know, coaches and, and players and staff. And, uh, you know, for me, that was one of the biggest things throughout the course of my career that I found most important. Uh, I know sometimes now and being the position I'm going to be in, it, it, it may not be uh, always uh, the best thing that people want to hear, but, you know, I know, you know, after the fact and sometimes haven't had conversations had with me from, you know, GM coaches, I, you know, I'd prefer and having been in the locker room, we prefer, you know, guys and guys being honest with us, uh, who are in, you know, coaches and management as much as we don't always like it, that's what, uh, I found was most respected. So, you know, unfortunately at times I'm going to have to have those, but, uh, I'm going to do my best to make sure that, you know, I'm as open and honest and fair as, as possible. Uh, obviously, you know, you've been around Pat Coyle for a while. What's your relationship with him? Like, yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, it's good. Uh, you know, we're working relationship and, and, and I'll be honest, I'm sure Pat would too, right? Like, uh, you know, played for him and obviously near the end, um, you know, especially last year, but, um, you know, sat out some games and, 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 you know, that's tough. Obviously I haven't been around the league so long, um, but I have a ton of respect for Pat and appreciation. The one thing that I, I really respected was his honesty. Um, and he told me, how uh, it was straight up. So, you know, like I said, it, it it's not always as on the playing side, not something you want to hear, but I, I respected that. Um, and, and I've always respected Pat, obviously with what he's done, not only in his playing career, but his coaching career. And, um, you know, I, I you know, I, I owe a ton uh, to him for having this opportunity and, and uh, suggesting me as somebody that could, could fill this role. So I'm, I'm super thankful to him. And, and in, in the short time, we've had an opportunity to work on this side of things together. It, it's, uh, you know, been great so far. And, uh, and I feel like it's only going to get better. So I'm looking forward to it. Whose brainchild was it to get Gerzo out of retirement? Uh, it was neither of ours. So, uh, um, you know, it, 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 it's something that came up a couple days ago. Um, and, and certainly there's been lots of phone calls and back and forth, um, you know, between the leagues. So Zach's, uh, expressed an interest in, in, in obviously coming back and playing in the NLL. Uh-huh. Um, again, with, with the timing of it all, um, you know, with, with our options, um, with his age, 
uh, in terms of the franchise and, and, and um, we just felt it was best uh, for us again, with the timing of it all to, to, to franchise them and then to, to weigh our options and certainly give Zach some time uh, to determine, you know, uh, with his job commitments, um, uh, what he would like to do going forward. So, um, you know, that's all I can really comment on that at this time. But again, we wanted to do what was best um, for the Colorado Mammoth. Or you got that. Uh, I don't want to say too much, but I'll say just enough dialogue down paddle. There you go. Well done. Prompt said, "Yeah, you can. You know, everyone can kind of." Yeah, that's 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 where we're at, and I'm sure there'll be obviously lots of speculation regarding that. But um, no, no, I I just I like that you you're already speaking, watching what you say is very proper. I like it. So with that franchise tag, you know Greer can come back to the organization um, if it's where he is at. But this is a team that has a lot of young talent, um, and you sign Ryan Lee. You get uh, Chris Wardle. Uh, you give him an offer. Obviously, locking up Jordan Gillis in the transition game is huge. What do you like about the makeup of this club now that you kind of have to step away and look at it? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the the having the the core group of guys now, these young guys, uh, right, having been together for for a few years, I think that's really important for sure. You know, having played as long as I have, I I I, I know there's it's important to have, you know, there's different things you look for in a team and sometimes it's star power. Uh, but certainly I've played on some teams that are, that, that haven't won and we've been loaded with talent. Uh, that's not to say that we aren't, I don't want to say that, but I think camaraderie and, and, and having that, uh, you know, consistency in your lineup uh, for a few years, for sure. Um, certainly helps. And I, and I like, and that's, uh, that obviously is this, in fact, the guys are a good group and, uh, you know, work well together and get along well. And I, I feel like having played there uh, for the last few years, that, that that's where we're at. Um, now, that being said, you know, we need to take some steps um, um, to start pushing these teams in our, in our, certainly in our conference and in the league. So we, we need to make strides going forward. But uh, with our age and, and where we're at, um, I feel like, you know, we're headed in the right direction. And that's why it was important to, to you know, lock up again, some of these young guys um, for the next couple of years to make sure that they're here and we can continue to build on what we've already built. You called Denver home now. How's the weather these days? You know what? It's all over the place. I'll tell you what. It's, when it's hot, it's hot, and I'm not a, I'm not a hot guy. Yeah. Um, and then it's been storming quite a bit, so it's kind of been uh, – like I said, it's been all over the place, so it's an adjustment. Um, uh, but it's beautiful here. Like Colorado has got so much to offer, so outdoors and, and activities and having kids and, and with my wife being from here and her family. So, I mean, we love it here, um, and we're, we're, we're lucky uh, to be able to call it home. Uh, another guy who's a bit of a transplant, uh, Johnny Gallant gets the DUD coaching job. That's a pretty cool little gig for him. That's awesome. You know, and I, I played with Johnny for a short time. Obviously, I haven't, you know, over, uh, you know, been away for quite some time, but, you know, heard nothing but good things about him and, and actually, uh, you know, had a working relationship with his wife, Jessie, who's amazing, uh, just in the role I was in before. So, uh, you know, it's it's 
you know, nice to see and uh, telling obviously of his character that, uh, um, you know, that he steps into such an important position with BU. That championship run in Rochester, when you go back and think about it, how impressive was it that you guys were never above 500? Hmm. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that people don't realize, obviously, that, you know, uh, you know, you know, see the three champions aren't, aren't aware of, of the fact that we basically got in, like, in our, you know, I can't remember which season, uh, you know, the first two for sure. I know in the third year we were 14 and four, but one, we were seven and nine. The other, we were eight and eight and I think got in the last game of the season. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, it's rare, obviously in any sport to be able to win three in a row. Um, you know, I know being in it right and after we won the first one, and even in the first year, we knew we were good, uh, but we we brought in a lot of different people um, and signed in free agency. Um, so it took a little while to gel, but, you know, even in after we won the first one in year two, like we just had a good core group of guys, of veteran guys that had won outside of the NLL. And then certainly, you know, when you have Matt Benson, that, uh, you know, Cody Jamison, um up front along among other guys like the leadership was spread out across the entire team so we were it's like we weren't a cocky group we were just a confident group and that i think that is uh the reason why we were able to uh win three in a row is that vince gonna go down as or sorry the best goalie games ever seen yeah, I mean, hard to argue, right? There's so many good goalies. I play with others. I, know I was lucky enough to play with Patty Coyle and, or sorry, not Patty Coyle, Patty O'Toole, right? <laughs> yeah. Patty, Patty O'Toole and Peterborough, and obviously against him, and you know just how good he was, and championships, and leader, and goalie of the years. But I mean, it's hard to argue with seven goalie of the years and three NLLs and how many other now man cups and world championships. The guy, yeah. you know. I get it. Part of it, you know, sometimes people say, ah, he played on good teams, but he's, he's been the driving force in, in the majority of those championships. So, uh, you know, I pretty lucky to call him a friend, right. And, and, and yeah. just to watch him do what he does and, and, uh, you know, year in and year out, right. Where some guys might be like, ah, I won and let the foot off the gas. He just continues to compete and push himself to be better, which is the reason why he's been so successful. Yeah, you don't win seven goalies of the year award for playing on average teams. Like you have to be one of you have to be the best every night to get your team to where they are. Yeah, and that's the you know the goalie position, yeah. especially in our sport, right? Where there's how many shots and how many goals scored. It's it's a it's an interesting position, especially if you've played other sports, right? And you have to you know go home and be like, ah, I let him. Uh, nine tonight or 10 or 11 and not a tough night or whatever it might be right or yeah, midnight. Yeah. so yeah it's just a mental uh you know got to be mentally mentally strong right and that's certainly something that he is so um yeah he's 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 testament to who he is and how he prepares and gets ready and uh, yeah it's, it's, it was pretty cool being able to play with him right for the for the years in rochester and the time in peterborough as well thank you for segueing us into the burrow um, um, what makes it such a crazy, mad hockey and lacrosse bed of not just 
incredible athletes, but fans as well. Yeah, I, I you know, I've, I've been asked this a bunch of times. I, I just, you know, in terms of, it's just a sports town, right? They support it, they love it, and they're passionate about it. Even the people that don't play at a high level, it's just a big part of how we were raised. And, and it's like, you know, we, we, we grew up, I mean, for sure, me, right? Like, and like all the guys that we know and people in our town, it's just like hockey, lacrosse, and, um, you know, we, 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 we loved it. Right. And the people that were teaching us loved it. So it's it just been something that's, you know, been passed along from generation to generation. We're lucky to have had people that played at such a high level being the ones coaches in house league and all-star. And even when they're not coaching us, they're in the arenas cause they love it so much. So, um, yeah, I think that, and then just, you know, pushing each other and having that competitive nature, being a blue collar town, it's just like, uh, you, you know your best friends are your best friends but you're the ones that you're competing with them as well and and pushing each other to be better and yeah it, it's just you know it's a, it was a special place to grow up in and, and to be a part of and then obviously to be able to you know have the stepping stone for us especially having the junior a team and then the senior a team there i think was certainly a driving force for people to be motivated like within our city um, you know, most of the time guys will tell you like the man cup was a bigger deal than the NLL championship because that's, you know, we grew up watching, you know, people win that and, and, and people talking about it and how important that is to the city. And, and, uh, I think, you know, being able to go watch guys for sure for us, right. John Grant Jr. Tracy Koski, uh, firsthand, you know, created people that, you know, role models for us to look up to, to want to be. Um, so I think that's, you know, and then it's just been passed along for now having won so many championships, uh, the next generation kids coming up are just watching that over and over and having access to the players. And, and, and I think that's a huge part of it. That's exactly how I would describe it. I'm sure there's other ways that people describe it. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but no, I, I appreciate the fact that the, the generations continue to give back, and that's why kids growing up have those great role models. But I, I remember, you know, the 04 and 06 Man Cups back there, and just seeing all those kids on the turf between periods is just phenomenal. And that is such an incredible way to get the next generation going. Were you that young kid? Going to Pete, or going to Lakers games with your helmet on between periods. So honestly, back when we were watching, like you know, Junior and Tracy, among others, we there was nobody in the arena for whatever reason, which is crazy to think with those two guys playing, like at their you know in their early twenties, they were unbelievable. We actually brought our sticks and we could, you know, there was like I said, maybe two hundred people in the Memorial Center, right? That seats three thousand. We could run around, throw the ball wherever we want in the hallways, up in the stands, and there used to be no restaurant there, so you could go up on the stage as long as the, you know, the arena staff can catch it, right? And 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 play some, you know, whatever, one on one, two on two. So that's what we grew up, you know, when we were younger, uh, and we loved it. And then obviously it, it just, you know, as we obviously put some great teams together for whatever reason that the, the, the uh, city of Peterborough just grabbed a hold of us and, and continues for us. So then that's obviously we wanted to you know with the with the camps that that the players run and then and then wanted to continue to, you know, keep these kids in the building and, and you know be a part of who we are. So it's not just the players but it's the whole city, right? And the staff and 
those kids. So that motivated motivated the people in Peterborough and the players to be better. So you know, having that option to be able to go on the floor and throw the ball around during the game is is amazing, and and it's something that's a huge part of like the growth, the continued growth of the sport of lacrosse in Peterborough. True or false? <laughs> Um, you, in your last year of OHL hockey, you had more points than Eric Stahl. True, but he, he might've played last games. That's a technicality that doesn't count. I take it. Okay. I should have said true. Exactly. 73 points. And, uh, Eric Stahl was your number two sentiment or were you the number two? Uh, so we kind of actually flip-flop. I think by the end of my last year, I was actually playing on the wing, uh, on the number, we'll say 1A or B line. I won't say if it was one or two. Oh, you guys are back then. So we, we played on the line together actually after Christmas in my, in my third year, his first year, that was myself. Actually, I moved to the wing. I did that, like nicely for Eric to play center <laughs> and uh, um, um, not because he was trending in a higher direction to me, but, uh, but yeah, it was pretty cool. Right. That, it, you know, you get to play with a kid like that and then you watch uh, his career and how well he's done. And, and he was a great kid in it uh, at such a young age when he was in Peterborough. Do you think he could have played the cross? Did he play the cross? I don't think he's Thunder Bay, right? It's all family. Oh, so, uh, yeah, I don't think at that time, obviously I think they have some up there now, but at that time they didn't have any. Um, but he was such an athlete, right? And a kid, I, I, I wouldn't doubt that he could have. Uh, you played on, um, some, uh, you went to St. Mary's? St. Mary's University in Halifax, yep. Yeah, played with uh, Lindsey Plunkett, the cross guy. Yep. Uh, he came, uh, his brother Jamie spent a couple years with Tory Plunk was a heck of a cross player. Oh, Lindsay, he was actually, like, when I, like, I played with him all the way up. He was a year older, right? So, you, you yeah. know, minor, major year. And then into, into senior, yeah, he was a great player. I think I played a year with him in Ottawa Pro. I think that was it. Uh, but he was a big right-hander, right? <laughs> Yeah, big lefty, big lefty. Big so lefty I really right, enjoyed yeah. like, in my jun- in my junior career. Really enjoyed playing with him. Just you know, most my junior career was spent on uh, on offense, and and uh, it was really nice having a you know guy with some size that could yeah. create some space and then and then bury the ball. Yeah, he was good, really good. Um, other names that I found you played with, uh, you played junior with Kyle Laverty, early junior. Laugh? Yeah. Did you play with Labs in junior oh, yeah. hockey? Yeah. Oh, junior hockey? Uh, yeah. Junior hockey, would he have been maybe on the on tier two? Yeah, the Bs. Uh, the Bs, yeah. Yeah, the Bs, yeah. yeah. In Peterborough before I moved on to the OHL, yeah, the Peets. He once led the, was the all-time Tim's leader in the NLL, wasn't he? Shocker. I believe. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. shocker. Yeah, he was uh, he was a great guy to have on your team. Damn yeah, right, people fight against you. Yeah, but he was awesome. So great teammate, great player. So he had a great career. Uh, German hockey is it all it's cracked up to be? 
You know what? It, it, it was an eye opener when I went over there. I went over uh, and started in third league, and then my last four years ended up in the second league. Like it's it's certainly different hockey. That the size of the the surface changes things quite a bit. So you actually spend a little more time like one on one in a sense. Uh, but you have to be able to skate. I'll tell you that. Uh, that was the first thing I noticed when I went over there, thinking like, oh, I'm coming from Canada into the third league. Uh, and I remember stepping on the ice in training camp the first time, and I was like, "Holy! I better work on my skating." And it just come it 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 happens naturally just on the bigger ice, so you're skating more. But yeah, it was a. Uh, I'll tell you what they can yeah they can skate that's for sure. Um, and and the higher level you get, uh, the better it gets. So no, the the hockey is like really really good over there. What were the fans like? Yeah, they were fun. It was great. My buddy's coming over, so uh, you know we didn't fill the arena where we were, but. You know, the fans that do come uh, and the super fans, they actually fill, like, one of the end zones. And that's right. the, the norm in, in all the arenas. It's, like, the fan zone, but it's, like, probably a 1,000 people. And they are, like, lighting off fireworks in the arena. They got a flag that covers a whole section that they put up on every goal. So I got some uh, pretty cool videos of my buddies. I don't know how much of the game they watch, but being just in the middle of the – in the middle of the crowd, so that yeah, the, the fans themselves that love it, like and, and support it, are are like real passionate about it. What part of Germany were you in? <laughs> I spent four years in in a place called Garmisch Park in Kirchen. I always tell people it's like paradise. It's uh, basically in the Bavarian Alps. Wow. Um, Forty-five minutes south of Munich, like you know, twenty minutes from Austria. Yeah, it 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 honestly was beautiful. I had a buddy that that played there, and uh, you know, not knowing anything about all the places that I could play over there. It said, you know, why not come over here? And this is a beautiful spot. Him and his family were there. So yeah, I was lucky to have had him there. And, and, you know, it's it, my wife and I, we didn't honeymoon there, but I, I had to take her and we may even consider going back. It's, it's such a great little spot of 30,000, but you know, it's a vibrant city with lots going on. And again, it, you know, surrounded by mountains, it's beautiful. So, and then I spent one year in Bremerhaven and, and that was the end, not to say it's, wasn't a good year, but let's just say it wasn't a destination location. Oh, the Fishtown Penguins? <laughs> the Fishtown Penguins, yeah. Great people, and I have some really still fond memories of there and, and good friends from there, but just wasn't, yeah, wasn't, wasn't, wasn't a place that, that you'd want to spend too much time in. What was more special, winning a man cup with your brother or an NLL championship? You know what? It hard to the 2004. You know when you win for the first time was such a special thing in your own city. Again, with your brother, your your best friends, um, with the city behind you and your family and friends. That was that was amazing. And, and and but then you know having won one and then you know my brother coming over for for year two and three uh, and haven't had you know he hadn't had or won a championship yet was was pretty cool to win, you know, to be able to win with your brother. Uh, so it's hard to kind of compare in a sense of which one was better because, you know, just, you know, being close with him and, and being able to win with him is pretty special. How special would it be to bring an NOL title to Colorado? Yeah, I mean, that's the goal, right? I, I You know, it's kind of how I, you know, when I play, that's kind of the, the expectation every year and, you know, it's you know, looking back you obviously you want to, you think about the ones you won but being so competitive you 
also still kicks yourself with the ones you lost. So I, I you know, being my wife having being from here and you know, our son wasn't born here but our daughter was and, and her family being here and now calling it home and having, you know, played here for parts of, you know, four or five years here, you know, it's a huge part of my life and, and, and you know, having given this opportunity, I you know, I'm gonna put a ton of pressure on myself to like I did when I played to to, to win. So uh, it'd be pretty cool to be able to, to do that here. Were you jealous of your wife when she was in the commercial with Peyton Manning? No way. That's great. Pump yeah. for her. That's awesome. I'll share it. Had he, had he not, no, I won't say it. I won't say it. Peyton's a married man. He's a good man. So, um, uh, no, I was just, that's pretty cool that she has those opportunities. And, and that one was an amazing one, right? To be in the, the Super Bowl commercial. So, uh, yeah, no, like I said, it's, it's just a great opportunity for her. So this has been absolutely fantastic. I appreciate giving me some time. Uh, obviously, busy days ahead. Uh, do you expect this next few days to be an active one for you and Pacor? Uh, yeah, I mean, we, 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 I mean, job is to make our team better, right? So, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier, really important to get our guys, uh, you know, back in the fold. Um, I think that's, that's really important moving forward, but certainly, uh, you know, I have a couple of spots. I'm, uh, you know, I've moved on, uh, uh, you know, it looks like Corey Bitter, and Ian Lord are, are, are going to move on as well. So there's, there's a few spots that, that, that we need to be filled, but we will, again, want to make sure that, uh, we fill them with people that we think are going to help us, uh, not only in the dress room, uh, but help us win a championship. So, um, I don't think we're going to go crazy here, but, uh, we're going to be selective in who we go after, but we're certainly, certainly in the process of, of trying to make our team better right now. Brett Self first came into the National Lacrosse League as a young, bright-eyed Peterborough native. But by the time he left and 103 career goals later, he has seen this sport evolve and change. And now as an assistant general manager, he gets to help that evolution and help an organization get back to the championship level that is expected. He's played for four of the greatest franchises in pro lacrosse. Philadelphia, Buffalo, Rochester, and Colorado. Ottawa and Chicago are in there too. But he probably learnt much from those days as much as he learnt in Buffalo or Philadelphia or as much as he learnt playing in the German Second League in pro hockey. There is so much to know about Brad Self that it could take hours to fully get into the brain of a man that has won at every level he has played at. It was truly an honor to catch up with Brad Self and I know he's going to have success here, working alongside Pat Coyle, and many more successes are down the road. want to thank Brad for giving us some time, and as always, want to thank you, our loyal listener, for tuning in. I'm looking forward to being at the draft in Philadelphia come September. We're going to have Stephen Stamp on the podcast closer to the draft to talk about prospects and what we might see on draft day. We're also going to get bigger and better guests for your ear and listening pleasure. Enjoy the summer season. Only a few months left. It's championship season. Founders, presidents, 
Minto, Man, Canadian Nationals, PLL, MLL, you name it. There are titles to be won as we move through August. We'll talk to you next time. And remember, be excellent to each other.